hello and welcome to another episode of Podrick the Podcast, the incremental podcast that adds even more value. In this third season, our theme is called Exploring the Multiverse, where I, Maor Sadra, your host, invite industry friends, experts and thought leaders to talk about hypothetical what-if questions that are most likely never going to happen. In today's episode, I was happy to talk with Natalia, EVP Marketing and Strategy from Anzu.io, the leading in-game advertising platform who works mainly with AAA companies, making premium gaming inventory accessible using programmatic advertising. Hope you'll enjoy listening to our conversation. started in a three. Hello again, Natalia, how are you? Hi, Maor. It's great to, to, to see you actually, and to, to hear you. <laughs> it's been, it's been a while since, uh, but you, you met Joanna, right? Uh, quite recently. Yes. Yeah. yeah I she did. visited. Yes. Yeah. I had a chance. So we met. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. So I'm doing well. Thank you. How are you? I'm uh, good. I'm good. Uh, acclimating, but uh, what can I say? Um, yeah, and I'm I'm glad that you're again uh, being uh, featured in our uh, podcast channel. So and uh, so for the sake of new listeners, uh, would you mind giving a short intro about yourself and the company you're presenting today? Sure, with pleasure. So first of all, Maura, thank you for having me here today. I'm Natalia Vasilieva, EVP Marketing and Strategy at Anzu. Anzo is the world's leading uh, intrinsic in-game advertising platform. We literally bring brand awareness, branded ads to the gaming platforms, mobile, PC, consoles, and the metaverse. Think of us of building gaming out of home. Cool. Now, Anzo is quite unique because uh, you work with some interesting, like very, very large names. You know, can you mention some of the names of the like? gaming console and companies you're working with? Um, yeah, sure. First of all, it's worth mentioning that among our investors and strategic partners are WPP, the biggest advertising agency in the world, and BCU, um, the, the biggest, one of the biggest um, sales uh, houses, uh, especially in the US, um, and Sony, um, and Sony um, Innovation Fund, the investment arm of Sony uh, invested into us, which basically means that, you know, we bring the best of the advertising and the gaming worlds. And as the company, we sit at the intersection of these two worlds and we make sure that we are supported by the industry leaders who believe in the in-game advertising future and Anzo's technology. So talking about the um, big publishers that we have with us, it's worth mentioning um, Ubisoft, and we work with a few titles um, produced by Ubisoft, including uh, their uh, hate track media. Uh, Zynga is another big one, Social Point, um, the publisher owned by 2K, Aminotes, uh, the biggest um, um, <clears throat> hyper-casual uh, game developer in uh, Southeast Asia, and many, many more. 
Cool. So Natalia, you're going to be perfect um, to kind of like answer some of the questions uh, we had. So again, maybe going about the format of this uh, interview. So we go into hypothetical, okay? Things that are very likely not going to happen. So it's a, it's a fun thought exercise. No one should really be uh, like sitting down and preparing for these futures because hopefully they never actually get there, but who knows? Um, so uh, kicking off with the first question, and again, you've also spent some time like um, before this on the mobile front, I know. Um, so what if AAA console games basically decide, you know what, we're going to replicate the mobile uh, space and we're going to go freemium? Okay, that's, I mean, first of all, this is a great if question. And, you know, it really depends on who you ask. If you ask me, I would say that it's not if it happens. It has already started to happen as there are a lot of big names, including Fortnite, Roblox, Call of Duty, Apex Legends, and many, many others have premium versions. So we are already on the way. And from um, like from my end, the question would be, you know, when it becomes the new reality and new free-to-play releases are becoming household names overnight. They gain in popularity. And if before we thought and we were considering this as one of the scenarios, and by the way, Anzu as the company bet on that, since we do believe that with our help, we can make this transition smoother. And what is the most important thing, and as you mentioned, yes, I do have the mobile background and I do know how advertising um, can be, like how beautiful it can be or how ugly and intrusive it can be. And that's why we are here to make uh, this transaction happen if organically it's going to happen, okay? And to, to make sure that we learn from the mistakes, um, from our past mistakes. But, you know, if we want to speculate about what happens um, in this case, uh, I think that, uh, as I mentioned, as the industry, we just need to make sure that we show the beauty of the advertising. And the game developers are more than, like, open and more than ever to advertising in games, to in-game advertising is one of the, you know, advertising forms within their titles. And I can tell you, something else gamers are also open more than ever to this kind of scenario because of the economy state because of the previous experience we already had and according to the research that uh, we had uh, and we asked uh, a number of uk and us um gamers like the majority of them, 76% of gamers under 45 years old, welcome brand advertising in games. So it's, you know, it's up to us whether we want to make it happen and how we want to execute it. So do you see like the, do you see the potential freemium going necessarily into advertising not, uh, or, or do you think that the majority would come from microtransactions? This is a good question since that's what we see now, okay? Microtransactions plus advertising. But we see, well, first of all, <clears throat> um, we see the speed of these you know, microtransactions and the evolution of these forms and how 
like accepted they are by by gamers i would say it will be a combination we always want to give it like to 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 to, to give some choice to to gamers and i don't think that it would be healthy and it will be possible to have just one business model so let's go from maybe like uh, going deeper into this uh, uh, hypothesis. And, you know, it's funny, like a couple of weeks ago, I spoke with Luis. Uh, Luis is VP Marketing at Rovio, and he comes from AAA Gaming. And I posed the question, what's the likelihood of the next GTA 6 going free-to-play microtransaction and advertising? I'm going to ask you the same question. So gta 6 um probably the most awaited for game which is gonna take some uh, a couple of years still what's the likelihood in your view <laughs> well again i do think that there is a high chance that it will be like advertising in this or that way will be part of it although they are not that open to it now right but we have we have some time <laughs> there are a lot of game developers who used to say that they would not go cross-platform, never, no mobiles at all. We're just consoles, we're just PCs. Now, what do we see? We see the huge cross-platform trend. The same happened to advertising in games. A few years ago, no PC or console publisher would say, yeah, I really want to add advertising. I don't say that they... You know they 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 are ready to embrace it hundred percent now, but we see the trend, a big trend, and a number of signals in the market that kind of you know um signal again that it might be the new reality. So GDA and uh, advertising, why not again? Not fully. Free, yeah, and that's why we call this freemium. There is an option of the free version of the ad-supported version. Um, I can tell you something else. As we are getting more mature as the end users, we expect to see better game experience, right? And advertising and high-quality ads are part of this better experience and gameplays that can be delivered together with the biggest advertisers that did not want to tap into gaming, but now it's kind of the huge mindset shift that occurs in both sides. So never say never. And what do you think could increase the chances? So again, if we continue going for GTA, and, and I'm using GTA because GTA is, uh, is not like another game. It's a crazy hyped out game that has millions of development brought into it. And then when it comes out, it's people queue up out of stores for like a week to actually get it. And people are willing to pay the premium. Again, if we go for the hypothetical, uh, what could increase the chances of like GTA going, here you go, it's free, download it, okay? Of course, there's like a monetization engine behind it, but it's free to download. Well, I think that the the platforms, yeah, the the, 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 the tech providers and the platforms, um, like the, the console platforms should be open to in-game advertising. And this, this is what we see now. Yeah, both PlayStation and Xbox, confirmed that they would tap into in-game advertising in this or that form. 
And number one, and then again, like this, this revolution that happened in the mobile space, and I'm sure you you remember this, yeah, it, it did not happen overnight, right? But it's a huge trend then when all the competitors or nearly competitors would start doing that. And yes, these people who, who will be waiting in lines and would be ready to pay $6, yeah, for their beloved title, would start questioning why we need to pay while everybody else, I, and I'm talking about other AAA game developers. I'm not talking about, you know, uh, AA or like tier three uh, developers would start switching and working with um, uh, with advertisers in this or that way. Okay, cool. Um, let's, um, you know, before jumping into the next question, I'm assuming this is a positive, this would be like, you know, we have a question, is this going to be a positive or a negative change to your company? I'm pretty sure this is going to be very, very, very positive, right? Yes. And, um, you know, I mean, obviously, 100%, it will be a positive change, but I don't want to say that we're passive. We are, you know, we are part of this world, obviously, and we are enablers of this transition, or we help with the technology, uh, with the advertisers, that uh, cooperate with us with all the knowledge we already have yeah so we are we see ourselves as enablers of this um, transition and you know uh getting back to your previous question i think a lot depends on the tech providers like us and many many more like all the verification solutions and tech providers because a, a very, very solid reason for AAA game publishers to switch to to the new business model that makes sense in the in today's realities is the quality, is the quality of the creatives, is the quality of the technology, yeah, is the, the quality of advertisers who are going to be part of their experience. So we feel responsibility not only to make it happen, but to make sure that, you know, we deliver the quality that would be um enough and would be um like the, the the quality that the game developers uh would accept yeah i'm i'm pretty sure that we were we will likely never see a triple a uh, game with like pop under ads for a free iphone um hopefully, hopefully no. not hopefully not <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's that's by the way that's a fork in the multiverse where uh, things went really really bad um let's jump into another question Okay, so we were talking about, you know, um, Sony and you mentioned Xbox as well. And there is a new gaming, let's call it platform in town, Netflix. Okay, the next hypothetical talks about Netflix and basically says, what if Netflix decides we're going to go into hardware and we're going to launch a gaming console? Well, <laughs> here, I'm not that optimistic okay i mean not i mean like um where uh, there is a low chance it would happen if we use common sense okay <laughs> and the the current trends in the console space and the console hardware the uh, console hardware plus all the major players there plus the rise or the potential rise of cloud gaming so i if you ask me there is a low chance they would go into um the 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 gaming console hardware but i mean you know they don't want to compete probably with the joints but they might want to complement them and i would say there is you know it, it's highly probable 
Um, and I think that they have already started to do that. You know, if we talk about media now, there is a huge cross-pollination, yeah? So there is, like, no medium is isolated, right? Crazy collaborations. Um, people want to have this omni-channel experience. The movie is not enough. They want to play the game and to to communicate and to, like, to kind of feel and touch the same characters or the same environment, yeah? Or the same like uh, gameplays. And that's basically, well, I assume this is why Netflix decided to tap into gaming. First, they built the amazing platform. Now they, the competition is getting higher. The numbers might be dropping as far as I can see from the from the from the media and you know when they think what's next makes sense brilliant right 3.2 billion games already if i'm the netflix series fan and i'm a gamer which is really probable these days why not to extend my favorite series movie whatever and to play with the same thing so you're saying like them going into hardware is, is low, but it's not zero. I mean, I'm not Netflix. I'm not the head of strategy and head no, of innovation. No, we, are, right? we, are, we are talking yes. hypotheticals only. <laughs> I, I, I would say that rather than competing directly for this audience attention and competing with the solid players, come on, like, you know, we have really solid <laughs> um, tech giants there. Why not to, to have this cross-reference between consoles and TV shows and movies and recreate the experience that, that was already a success, you know, and made impact across media. This is what okay. I'm, I'm saying, but I don't think they, they would go into hardware. So, but going back to the hypothetical, let's imagine a future where Netflix launches a Stadia-like, um, yes. okay? thingy um yeah okay okay and a i few did not want will... to talk about that <laughs> i did not want to talk about that until you mentioned so now as you mentioned yes this is uh this would be my um other guess this makes complete sense but you know console oh sorry yeah, cloud gaming yeah everybody expected it to uh to 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 boom a few years ago yeah and then now is stadia closed which you know made us think whether what 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 what, what happened right whether it's the right time whether uh there is enough traction etc etc whether it's a matter of resources or whatever but again uh, getting back to to the console hardware and the issues that that they have you know that PlayStation, for example, um, announced officially announced that they want to switch fifty percent uh, to mobile. Over like they now have twenty five, so they set up the um, independent division, and they want to switch more to the mobile production. Why? Because consoles are not enough. Yeah, and if we talk and if we look at the hardware sales, we might see the drop. We will see the drop. And they are also thinking and brainstorming what's next, what makes sense, what does not make sense, right? 
And here's where cloud gaming comes into play, right? Because it brings the best of the mobile world, for example, and brings it to our big screens that we are used to having. You know, let's put all the tech challenges that we did not solve aside. Why not? But actually, you're not going completely elsewhere. So why did Stadia actually fail? Again, <laughs> I'm not the best person to talk about that. <laughs> But we know a lot of um, big companies and tech giants trying to innovate and do stuff. And they failed. And then a startup, a tiny startup, probably an Israeli startup, <laughs> with big ambitions comes into play. They are so lean and agile and they can deliver what the giants could not maybe because of you know the the size the priorities we can speculate right but there is a fact that's uh, like steady closed there is like anzu is part of the third wave of in-game advertising there were companies that were set up in early 2000s one of them was acquired by microsoft and they also Double failed fusion Double fusion, right? You know the name. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yes. So, and they failed. I mean, yeah, they, they closed it. They could not make it work because the time was not right. The, the, the audience was not ready. Yeah. The, the tech was not scalable enough. A number of reasons. And here we are, like leveraging in-game advertising as, um, as much as we can, coming, hopefully, at the right time, to the right place, with the right technology. What, what I'm trying to say, you know, it's not that cloud gaming failed. It's Stadia failed as a project. No, I, I don't, I, like, I, my opinion, by the way, is definitely not that cloud gaming failed. Cloud gaming is, like, majority of games, I think, are cloud games um, today. I also think that, again, like, um, I'm glad you mentioned, like, Double Fusion and, like, the early 2000s, uh, And indeed, I, I remember, by the way, hearing the idea the first time, Double Fusion, somewhere in 2003 or four, thinking, wow, this is incredible. But the timing wasn't there because, and it's also because gamers back then were perceived to be the niche of society, which is, yeah. I think, casual gaming showed us that gamers has never been a niche. Yes. I mean, I totally agree with you. Yes. <laughs> Again, like we're preaching the same, but... There is still stigma sometimes, you know, uh, we hear that so gamers, who are they? The teenagers that do not have the, <laughs> any money or, you know, they do not make any decisions yet. So why do I need to, to, to spend money on them? Yeah, why, why should in-game advertising or gaming as an advertising medium become part of my marketing mix? And then, boom. A revelation the average gamers 34 years old married male around like 45 46 percent of gamers are females which makes a completely different story right and um it, it's just about demystifying who gamers are and whether we want to label them as gamers we don't talk about you know like any other dancer yeah or i don't know music lovers i mean it's cool yeah as a hobby but it's not like okay we don't want to target them yeah and that's how gamers sometimes treat it but 
the notion of a gamer, I mean, like, you know, every third person is a gamer. Should we really label them as such or should we just look at other traits, hobbies, and demographical numbers? That's a big question. And I'm happy that now we are closer to saying, as an industry, closer to saying, like, yeah, <laughs> gamer as a label does not make sense. Do you play games or are you a gamer? There is a big difference uh, between these two questions rather than referring to gamers um, as the people that you just mentioned. Okay, so let's, by the way, completely unrelated to the interview, Natalia, are you a gamer? Sorry? Are you a gamer? Ah, me. <laughs> um, look, I'm the child of 90s. For sure I am. <laughs> In a way, if you ask me, so this is a, you know, we, I'm like, you just justified what I mentioned before, right? Am I a gamer? Yes, I am. What, how much time do I spend playing games? It's a different question, right? Because of uh, the circumstances and where I play and how often and what games, etc., etc. But the simple answer to the question, if I'm a gamer, yes, I am. You see, that's, we just revived what I talked about, which is... No, it's okay. I, I, I wanted to put you on the spot to see what you would uh, respond. No, I appreciate the answer. And by the way, I agree. And I'm a gamer. Um, I don't think that's like a... And I think I spent a bit of time and money on games. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm, dreaming. I'm dreaming on the console, to be honest. So, you know, the new one, when my uh, son is a bit older so that we can play together because I just don't want to open up this world as mm. he's four years old yet so well you can get one for research purposes for your job yeah for sure <laughs> <laughs> i can talk with yeah. you tomorrow um no it's not a matter of yeah it's, it's a matter I'm of sure. being a strict mom <laughs> and cool. playing on my pc <laughs> i'm gonna pose another hypothetical for you so this is a completely out of nowhere what if social media um decides we're gonna go subscription okay so we're going to offer users the option to not see ads if they subscribe. Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Um, what happens if this happens? You might be surprised by the answer. As an ant user, I love seeing social media ads. I don't want to, um, to say something about the, the Google targeting, but I do like the, the, the Instagram and Facebook targeting much more. And... Um, you know, I'm a marketer and I, I, I operating across the advertising industry. I do believe in the power and the beauty of advertising when done right. Okay. And that's why I'm part of Anzu. Um, what I like about the social media advertising is that they are really reactive. I hate the fact that they know more about me than probably my husband. But, you know, I like the fact that they save my time by giving me the ads that I or the services that I need. So, you know, as an end user, um, I'm not that, I, I mean, I'm not um, that for a subscription-based model. On the other hand, you know, as we talk about the evolution of advertising, blogging is part of, you know, bloggers are the new advertisers, right? And, um, if we think about bloggers bringing higher quality 
because we already pay for the subscription and they don't need to advertise every product that they offered. And I think if personally, I, I don't respect bloggers who advertise for the sake of advertising. Um, but if they have a chance to, to earn with the subscriptions and bring me better quality, I'm all for it. And, you know, as it's not widely spread, but I'm sure that you know that uh, both um, Twitter and Instagram and TikTok tried that. Yeah, there were experiments um, in this space. And uh, at the moment, I'm subscribed to the um, premium channel uh, of the blogger that I really respect and, you know, I'm interested in. And I'm ready to pay. I'm like... It, it's not it, it has nothing to do with the uh subscription model of um any social media per se yeah because it's not widely spread but i do think it's a smart move because they can bring a bit more value to the premium users who are ready to pay so i can get all the information that i get for free plus with this upgrade that costs not much i can get much more value and I do think it's a win-win situation. So I, I, I apologize for the lengthy answer. <laughs> like substantial. No, answer. it's great. But these are my thoughts as an ant user. If you ask me as the as 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 a marketer or the you know the industry player, I'm not sure that this model will work for all tiers and all and all markets and geos, but I do see it as the way to deliver you know what uh, better quality to uh hyper targeted audience and make sure that you know as they as the bloggers the content providers these people have also some security and they they, they, they get the the compensation they they want so two more questions related to this question. A, what's the likelihood you think that, let's say, Instagram goes tomorrow and says, you know what, from now on, if you want to visit Instagram, it's a subscription model. You know, I've been, uh, well, everybody uh, has been following um, like on the social media and we had the question, when does it happen, right? What happens next when they get this critical mass of users and then Instagram got acquired, obviously, and obviously there was the, the the shifts um you know probably the, in the strategy and um we don't know and probably it's good that we don't know what's going on with the data that we deliver there but um uh talking about this um like end user um service and the subscription model i don't think that this model will be widely spread as i mentioned we are spoiled the quality is not the best. And um, as I just described, yeah, I think it might work for the specific bloggers that might offer this as an add-on. I don't think that it should come, you know, via cutting Instagram as a whole and like, you want to use that, pay for it. I think that it's too late for this. And Natalia, last question is about you. What are you doing in a parallel universe right now? In a parallel universe? Oh, this is nice. Um, um, you know, if you ask the um, Natalia a child, yeah, the childish part of me, 
<laughs> I would give you five, six options of parallel universes um, of, um, 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 you know, and uh, my, uh, my calling and my vacation there. But I think the closest universe would be delivering the high quality stuff, be it in the advertising or out of the advertising space, good for the environment, good for the end users. As a marketer, it's it's important for me, you know, to to advertise, to to position and to market the product or the service. I believe that. And if you ask about the parallel realities, and hopefully um, it will become our reality. Sustainable advertising that will be affordable, that will be uh, widely spread, that will be accepted, and the one or the technologies that will raise our awareness of what we do with, uh, with the environment, what we don't want to do, and what we can stop doing by simple actions. That's why you have so much green around you for if people are not say, well, we don't really use the video, but there's a lot of green around you. Exactly. So I'm you're kind of like <laughs> juggling between universes. Um, as I mentioned, I think that everything is possible. And I do hope that, and well, we, we know uh, about their, the, the trend, the sustainability trend yeah the environmentally friendly brands brands with a stand brands that do good for the environment so i really hope that it, it won't become you know something that's that the industry pushes us to do yeah it's we will reach this level of awareness social awareness across the industry as the end users and we'll make this my dream or parallel universe our reality. So Natalia, thank you so much for your time. It was a pleasure speaking with you and seeing you again. Uh, and Likewise. Thank you so much, Paul. Thanks, everyone. Cheers.